Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Sharp Tongue Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jessie Mae. It is quarantine day 1,625. I don't know what day it is. I don't know who I am. I don't know what anything means anymore. I don't know if you feel the same. (laughs) I can say what I do know is I washed yesterday. That's right, bitches. Mama is clean. She's a mean, clean, quarantine queen machine. Coming to you clean from the quarantine. i like to give a special shout out to all of our new Patreon subscribers. You can be a part of Patreon. Go to patreon.com. It's Jesse Mae Peluso. I don't know what that weird breath was. If you search my name, you can find me. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Jesse Mae Peluso, you can find me. Exclusive stuff every week. There's a bunch of different tiers you can pick from. Pick whatever tier you want. You get free shit with all of it. You get exclusive shit with all of it. And with a couple special tiers, you get mentioned on the podcast. We have a new member of the Puff Puff Palusos, the highest tier, I might add, Mr. Johnny C. So thank you, Mr. Johnny C, for being a part of our Patreon club for supporting, for subscribing. It really means a lot and it keeps the podcast going and it keeps it fun and I'm able to bring you guys amazing content. So shout out to you, Johnny C. What's the C stand for? Is it, can you wash your butthole in quarantine? (laughs) (laughs) Keep it clean. We need to keep it clean. I appreciate you, Johnny C. And to all the other um, people who are on Patreon, thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Also, more fun with Cameo. If you want to hire me to send a custom video to a friend, family member, ex, a boss, whoever, hire me on Cameo. Download the Cameo app on your phone. And there's a whole bunch of other people on there, which is a lot of fun. Some of them are charging crazy amount of money. But, you know, I get, I get it. You got to pay your taxes. Um, you can hire me for a measly $27.99. I believe it is. And I will make any video you want within reason. No buttholes. Even though I talk about buttholes, I'm not showing you mine. That's a totally different type of chick. And I ain't her. But go to Cameo. Put the app on your phone. There's a whole bunch of different people. You can hire me. I will make a fun fucking video. It's Cameo app and uh, Google Jesse May Paluso. Not Google, but Cameo it. You, you know what I'm saying. My brain is literally turning into mush the more we get deeper into this quarantine. I miss seeing people. I miss being with friends. I miss doing stand-up. But I am really enjoying wearing sweatpants every fucking day. Every day. I mean every day. I've had meetings. People are loving these Zoom meetings. Your girl's in sweatpants every day. But I am also working out three, four days a week. I just ate an enormous plate of mac and cheese. But before that, I had Brussels sprouts. So I feel like I'm balancing it all out. I should probably uh, record what's going to come out of my butt later. Because <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> ridiculous. I'm trying to be healthy. It's so difficult. Fuck it. I'm day drinking. Okay. This is what the quarantine has in store for me. Just a couple day whiskeys. Never hurt anybody. Did it? 
I don't think it did. Last time I checked, Whiskey got a lot of books written, and I am trying to write a book. As we speak, I'm, write, I'm writing a how-to guide, and I've gotten started. I've gotten? I got started? Oh, God. Somebody open up a school, please. A quarantine school. Yale.com. Free classes. Go and get learnt, bitch. You've got time. No excuses. You've got all the time in the world to do whatever you want, so go do it. Learn that language you wanted to learn. Paint that picture you wanted to paint. Uh, learn the guitar. Play the piano. Figure out how to pop out ping pong balls out of your pussy. I don't know. Do something other than just sit around and binge on Netflix all day long. I think it's a good time for you to challenge yourself and do something that you've always wanted to do. And if you have kids that are begging for your attention, then stick them in the shed. <laughs> Speaking of kids begging for your attention, uh, I decided to put together somewhat of a Flashback Friday episode. I found an episode that I never put out on my podcast, so I decided to put it out today. And it is with my platonic podcast partner, a little, excuse the alliteration for you, Mr. Mike Tully from SiriusXM, and we go into it. We go into it deep. I hope you guys enjoy this special Flashback Friday episode with my podcasting partner, Mr. Mike Tully. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're gonna get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before. He's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the penthouse of a partially completed commercial high-rise in glamorous Hollywood adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of one of LA's leading cement factories. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, once again... The first lady of laughs, the queen <laughs> of comedy, the princess of punchlines. Oh, God. The people's champ, Jesse Mae Peluso. The princess of punchlines? I That's, ran out it of sounds like... female titles that could be alliterated. Was that off the top of your dome? Half dome. It was pretty good. I thought about that as I walked through the door. It's like the queen of mean, but I'm the princess of punchlines. The princess of punchlines. Remember, remember I don't know that you are. Pinelli? Of course. Yeah. She's the queen of mean? Yeah, she's the queen of mean, and I could be the princess of punchlines. Her, I'm not really jokey-jokey. Her, her comedy has um, <clears throat> gotten pretty icky pretty quickly. Where is she? I think she's still touring. I know we're friendly on the Jason Ellis show with Frank DeCaro, who's a funny comic, who was her opening act for, for years, and she's still out there doing her thing. I, I, I gather that she has a pretty uh, gay-leaning audience. Oh. But just the stuff that she found her lane- 
she been did. A, she'd been a successful comic for a while, but what be, made her something like a household name was her queen of mean and doing the whole interracial thing. That's right, and she did like all those um, right and risky jokes, and that's the stuff that I think you you get you get. I mean, today it wouldn't work nowadays. It's just ugh, God. I mean, come on, people. We got to get over it. We can't. We can't let words offend us. It, but we can let. Not, but we can let objectifying objectifying people bother us. Can we? I don't know. People are allowing themselves to be objectified. I'm too tired. I'm not offended I'm, by I'm, words. I'm offended by. I'm offended by intent and in action. I'm too tired for outrage, and I'm too tired to be outraged. Yeah, you're a little outraged. tired. You took us on a fucking car ride today. I thought I was gonna die. We took a spin. You're the untalented Mr. Ripley because you didn't even murder me. No, no. You couldn't succeed. Whoops. <laughs> Look what I have. What? For all those ASMR fucking perverts out there. It's my CVS receipts. Wow. Do you know about CVS and the receipt and how long it is? I have noticed that. It's so... I love that. It's so long. Are you ASMR? I, I'm into AS. I'm into ass. <laughs> I guess, as they I, say I mean, where you're I from. I guess it's a little, there's something to it. I, I think that women must be more into the sensual, soft sound thing than men are because there's a bunch of companies popping up making micropods, erotic pods. Erotic pods, that's what I call my butthole. <laughs> where <laughs> the, you, um, you know, it, it's like women themed erotica. What's a erotic pop? They're popping up everywhere. Where, Tully? There's companies popping up because they're getting enough of a following to at least get a publicist to have the New York Post write an article about how popular these things well, are. what's an erotic pod? Well, it would be- What's it, it look like? Is that like a, a woman, float tank with If it's a woman-themed fisting? erotic podcast, it'll be like a guy who's like talking to a girl about like, hey, you know- your friends staying over this weekend. Oh, erotic podcast. I'm picturing yeah. a pod like a float tank. Oh, all pods I are thought erotic. You meant... <laughs> I thought that went without saying. I thought you meant like a They're physical They're squishy pod. and they make you feel like an alien life form and I'm chubbing up just thinking about it. Tully, I'm talking about the physical place. I'm not happy with this microphone right now. I'm, I'm talking about pod- a physical place. Podcasts are currently a little bit hotter than... than <laughs> Physical pods. I was. They, I hey, honestly. Hey, each dog. Every dog has their day. Physical pods. <laughs> are you just saying cliches now? <laughs> every dog gets their bone. I'm saying physical. Another day, another dollar. Physical pods were big once, and they might be big again. But right now, it's erotic the, the, pods. the podcast. That yeah. So they're erotic podcasts. <gasps> I just figured out the microphone. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That Look are that. that are directed towards females and. Is it like dudes are like? Oh my god, I'm going to fist you. Oh. Is that like what it is? No, that would be. <laughs> no, now I'm getting hard because you sound like a valley girl who's about to take charge of my anus. Oh my god! You're like this season oh on NBC. God. Oh my god! New, new show. Fist your butthole. Like, new show coming to NBC this fall. I feel like it's like I'm hanging out with like Farrah Abramson after dark. Oh my God! Is that a, is that an erotic pod? So there's erotic podcasts. There are companies that are popping up, and I'm led to believe they at least say that they are popular. They are short podcasts that are aimed at female and user generated, so people can make money by putting up their podcast and seeing if it gets traction. And when it and you said ASMR, which is why I started saying this, it seems to me because I've sampled these for uh, masturbation purposes, obviously. <laughs> 
that because whenever whenever they make erotica for women, it's never like about fisting and in and out. It's like, oh my god, I think they're doing it in that room. We shouldn't listen, but oh, actually, let's just stand here and listen. It's actually kind of hot out there, fucking in the guest room. But I noticed that it it, it is lots of. It is. So I'm. That leads me to believe that women respond. If anybody is responding to the ASMR thing erotically, it's almost entirely women. Autonomous. You know, you know what it means. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Wow. I just googled it, read it, and then remembered it. Wow. But you have to learn it and then You're teach it. You learn it twice. You learn it when you learn it, and you learn it when you teach it. So I just taught you, so I'm smarter. So now you will remember I'm it. I'm so much smarter you, now. You have already forgotten what you said. Auto and that is the sensory nature. meridian response. I read it again. Wait. I'm going to ask you tomorrow. Everybody. Somebody sent me a DM. Maddie B. Yeah. And he talked oh, about Oh, God, us. I think I know that guy. Do you? Maybe. Can, can I read it? Yeah, please. He said, people's champ. I haven't really read it, so we don't know what kind of wormhole we're going down here. Hey, became a fan of yours because of the telly show and wanted to thank you for something you said a few weeks ago. You were talking about the breast cancer-centric organizations who focus on uh, awareness, in, in quotations. And you said something along the lines of no one focusing on prevention. Thank you for saying that. I'm a radio DJ and hobby comic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, know him guy, in Massachusetts? Yeah. And one of the organizations we do works a lot with Massachusetts Breast Cancer Coalition. And prevention is their sole focus. Good. So, right. again, everybody's thank aware, you for saying that. Everybody's aware of breast cancer. Yeah. Susan G. Coleman. Yeah, you work, were making that point. Your work here is done. Go home. Yeah. Let, we're aware. We're, Let's find the cure. We're all aware. I, we're all see, fucking aware. You see news stories all the time about how they think they've found the cure for cancer. But I saw... A news story the other day where they think they found the cure for cancer. And it's way more complicated than people tend to assume because we talk about cancer like it's one thing. They say that each and every one is sort of its own animal. So Mm. there shouldn't be a blanket cure for cancer because it's really a thousand different diseases that all have the same I don't know if I agree with that. Scientifically, you're questioning my scientific expertise? Yeah, I am. Anyway, (laughs) they think they found a thing that cures all of them. Yeah, it's fruit. It's the, soursop. The, the, the antioxidant it's, properties. Yeah, I would you gonna, say. You're, you're going to go goop on me. I'm going to go goop on you. Actually, you know what's so funny is I binge watched. You love goop. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop just because I was so intrigued by it. Now, is like, she, what is this? Right. Is she, but wait, let me make a okay, point. Okay. Hold on to your Gwyneth Paltrow question. Making a note. I Coming think note there's part. more a thousand ways to prevent and treat cancer than there are types of cancers i think there are a bunch of factors that go into causing and exacerbating cancer Mm -hmm. but i also think that there are a bunch of ways to implement a bunch of different styles and habits to implement into your life to sort of try to prevent that thing with the exception of environmental stress you can't prevent or oxidative stress that you can't prevent but even those things can sort of be Oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is what happens inside of your body due to like dietary things and um, any sort of like reaction to what you're eating. And there's foods that can make oxidative stress uh, heightened and, and worse. Gotcha. Yeah. The way it's been explained to me is that like everybody is born with one bullet in the chamber of sh- oh, it, for when sure it, when it comes to cancer absolutely and then your body plays russian roulette mm-hmm. and some people are just going to yeah some people are more predispositioned no but like everybody has like 
some people are just going to get cancer. It does not matter. We should like, start the podcast like this. Everyone's got cancer. Everybody has. <laughs> everybody listening to this is one sixth cancer, and there are someday, all types of cancer. And, and someday your body is going to spin the barrel, and you're either going to get it or not. But then from there. You can, like Rush Limbaugh, smoke your entire life, and you can put another bullet or two in yep. the chamber. You can do or this eat or cheeseburgers that. every day. Yeah, right, exactly. Or live a stressful life. like. Or you can camp on a freeway every night. You know, people are cancer, that though. You can, you can bring stress into your life in a way that, that probably I would tend to agree not in, in the least goopy way possible. How's my fupa from your POV right now? Is it okay? Oh, look at that little. Isn't no, it cute? Oh, no, oh, it's not bad. I have a little foops. Man. Just making sure, because you had total POV. I didn't mean to take you off your cancer soapbox, but I just wanted matter. you to check no, just my soapbox. Your... I was just, in, you know what? I missed the poop because I was enjoying the little tummy roll on top of it. I do... <laughs> <laughs> I do have a little, like my 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 meat doesn't quite fit in these jeans, especially when I sit down. But man, dude, it feels nice. It feels like, like I'm being a held, tight, like a tight rubber band around a hot dog. <laughs> But yeah, back to everyone having cancer. Right. So there, you can do everything right and you can still get cancer. But if you do everything wrong, then obviously your odds of getting cancer are much are, higher. But right. there's no way to eradicate it. No, but then there's all, those people who live- We've all got a little cancer. We all got- <laughs> There are those people who live completely indulgently. Right. yeah. Completely smoke and they're fine. You know, those people are like, oh, my grandfather George smoked until he was 99 and ate yeah. meat every day. Yeah. He obviously had a strong set of DNAs. Well, also those people have to further this metaphor to beat it into the ground. You know, I think there are six bullets in a revolver and a handgun. They have five out of six bullets. You would in the know chamber. you're a murderer. Not a very good one. And they untalented and Mr. They, Ripley. When they spin it, they they get lucky. Shit. You can do everything wrong and still get lucky. So you watched the Goop series. I did. I've always been curious. Is, Not the whole series, okay? I just was, like, curious. Is Gwyneth Paltrow actually... A, an alien, yes. Is she that stupid, or is she stupid like a fox? <laughs> Our fox is stupid? Well, you is that a phrase? Is that another, like, That's a, Tully a, cliche? It's a Simpsons joke, actually. St- oh, okay. Stupid Homer, like a fox. Homer's accused of being stupid, and he says stupid like a fox. <laughs> Fucking show. It's so good. I don't think... I don't think she's stupid at all. I think she's in on the joke about herself. Mm-hmm. I believe I, I agree. she doesn't get enough credit for that. I definitely agree with that. But yeah. fundamentally, she is selling people like, uh, you know, spiritual beads to stick inside their vagina. That she, uh, I got she, two in there right now. She has to know, uh, and I can see them clearly <laughs> through your jeans. She has huh? to know that many of the things that she is peddling are nonsense. Well, nonsense to you, but. It's only now if there's spiritual beads. I don't even know if she was selling. Is she selling spiritual beads? I know she's I selling she's a candle that smells like her pussy. That which, doesn't which, offend me. That doesn't offend me. I have a candle that smells like my butthole coming out next week. So everybody look for that. I just put the candle right in my butthole. <laughs> Actually, I'm. You guys buy the candle and I come over and I fart it out. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that. So that's how it smells like my butt. As I'll come over and it's kind of like your birthday where you blow out the candles. Right. I blow it out through my asshole. Right, to the to the uh, strains of Three Times a Lady. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Tom Jones. Is that Tom Jones? I don't know what. Um, not even close. I don't... I, Is that Kenny Rogers? Spiritual beads. You know what makes spiritual... I think Lionel Richie You know what makes spiritual... It, you're right. You know what makes spiritual beads work? The belief. Right. So she peddles magic beans 
to rubes. Well, don't don't um, no, don't say priests, doctors. Yeah, they turn it. Yes, you know. And then I suspect that most priests, psychics don't. Yeah, and, 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 and psychics no. Uh, some no, doctors no. don't. Teachers. I mean, there's all okay, there's wait. a belief within each psychics, system. Every you're psychic, writing notes. Now every writing psychic notes. knows that what they're selling is nonsense. Well, then why do police detectives use them, and why have they helped solve certain crimes? Why have there been documentations of certain psychics who've been able to recollect and dis? Uh, you know know what you're getting at you know what i mean like they've been able to help them with specific details of a crime and help them find bones pure luck really nonsense really i tend to think so you have not had an experience i went to a i was once like a dating member of a family that sounds incest shul no, because I wasn't actually a member of the family. You just said I, I was, fucked my sister. I was having sex with somebody who I, but I was I was like the son-in-law who wasn't engaged to the daughter yet. Are why I, are you saying this so difficult? My you were like I am one of my girlfriends in high school. Yeah, like I was like in the family, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I was just dating her. So you were. You, so I was included so you were, in family shit. You were in a relationship with your sister. I wasn't. I was included in family <laughs> shit, and the family was was very very prosperous, and I thought fairly put together. And I was surprised when they hired. I think it was a numerologist okay. to come to the house. Like when I was a kid, there used to be like on tax day. There was a guy that my dad had to do his taxes. Right. And a bunch of friends would come over and they would all do their taxes. And right. They would just take their turns getting their taxes done. They had a guy, I'm sure they got a group rate from the dude. It was the same thing that this family did, only it was with their numerologist, where the entire extended family came over and everybody took turns seeing the numerologist as if it was their yearly <laughs> checkup with the doctor. <laughs> okay, so, so what did the numerologist do? I don't know. I, I was invited to take my turn and Whoa. I did it. And I what do they say? I, nothing Nothing stands out to me. Nothing remarkable. Well, I, I think there was like one or two like, oh, that's weird. That kind of does make sense. But, not, you know. I think um, there's just a guy. I'm sorry I got distracted because can, can you see the construction guy doing jumping jacks on the top of that building from over your shoulder? He's doing jumping jacks and I got totally distracted by what you were saying. I um, I just think that certain systems function on the on the the consumer's belief that it works. So right. I get I agree. back I to the pussy beads. If I believe they worked, I'd shove them up in there. Yeah. No, the you placebo know? effect is a real thing. It's Pla- a total thing. Placebos have been shown to work even when people know that they are placebos. Yes. Right. They, they, people just want to know something works. And if you give them even an inkling of a possibility, mm-hmm. they're going to hang on to it, especially people who are sick. Back to the Gwyneth Paltrow scoop, jupe, poop. What's it? What's it? Scoop. You know what it is. Goops. You watch the TV Goop. show. Don't, don't, don't play you come dumb. at me. Don't come at me. Gwyneth Paltrow is, I don't think she's dumb. No. I think she just doesn't give a fuck. And she's just chill. And she's just like, whatever, yeah. I, I just think she's just who she is. And she's genuine. And she made a she made a company that caters towards women who want to believe in something. And mm-hmm. if it's sticking beads in their puss or having their candles smell like their puss, I'm all about it. We need to they have can't. more products like that. I've always said we need more vagina scented candles. Absolutely. I've been on the record with that for years and years and years. <laughs> the candle, it got a little twisted out of proportion. It doesn't smell like her vagina. Well, then I'm returning it mine. It smells like vaginas. I don't think there's a general vagina smell. I work out, I go to the gym. Let me tell you, a couple of them are funky monkeys. 
Yeah, that does happen. Okay. There's not one general smell. I don't think her candle smells like one of those. Well, w- her and her- You can't generalize the her her vagina candle smell. Buddy, her Gwyneth and her candle buddy were mixing up candles, as you do. Yeah. And we're like, does this one totally smell like pussy? And then they're like, fuck it. Let's just fucking make it. Are you, did so you know this? It, is this on the record? Yeah, or are you making fact, this up? So she called it my <laughs> vagina. I just think. She called it my vagina, but it's really just like a vagina. Well, actually, it's More the vulva. More false advertising. Is it really? Yeah, I she learned this on her show. The vagina is only the, right. the womb. But the candle. The candle would. Is called my vagina. I it believe. should be called vulva. She, she made a she made a um, anatomical mistake there. Mm. Yeah, because the woman's whole area is known as the vulva like the lips and the clit and all that like you know juicy fun stuff down there yeah yeah yeah. that yeah. that's the, the kit and caboodle yeah the kit and the clit and caboodle ah you're welcome nice yeah uh there's a little envy there you you you, you missed it, it was right there but you know i i should have been the one that said it i've had a long morning <laughs> i know i spent half of it in your I car sure thinking did. i wasn't sure gonna did. survive i've already driven to work twice but I, I think she's just a regular chick, and honestly, the first episode is about her staff going and um, taking mushrooms together and having a trip. I bawled my eyes out. I was suckered. I, I was like, oh, I get it. I was sucked right in. So you're going to do that now, right? I definitely want to um, have a mushroom trip for sure. I think who it would help you, me. Who told you that's a good idea? Um, a lot of my friends who are into psychedelics. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I have a really good friend who, uh, her name's Jackie Stang, and she's starting this movement in this company called Delic, and it's just bringing awareness to the value of using psychedelics and helping you and how it's a therapy and not just a drug and how to use it as a therapy and not just a drug. So I'm open to it for sure. That's for real. You're going to do the microdosing thing. I'm going to ease into it. I'm yeah. a very sensitive individual. Microdosing is absolutely fine. I've always operated on the assumption bordering on knowledge that everybody has like a window of time in which to enjoy mushrooms. Yeah. And that's from whenever's the first time you take them until you're like 21 or 22 or so. Why? Your brain's not fully developed. I know because I even read an article about them in Vice Magazine years ago that put it really well. There's just sort of like um, a self-centered oblivious oblivion to youth where you just sort of focus on like, oh, man, my fingers look smaller than usual. And, man, dirt just feels so good to hold on to. Like and, a more oh, innocent trip. Oh, and I love my friends. And then you start to become aware of the the negative elements of the larger world more and more. And that you, you trip when, you, when you're in your 20s. And this was always the cliche for the longest time that I remember you do them. And then you have the one trip where you just kind of realize bad shit. And as great as good mushroom shit was... Bad mushroom shit, and it's not going to be like a necessarily a bad trip. It usually leads to a bad trip, but it's right. just more of like you just see somebody on the street be a little bit mean to somebody else, and you get so bummed out about why are people <laughs> so uncool to each other sometimes. Like on the trip, like yeah, that's why you can't trip near people. You I have know, to you go gotta, to nature. You got to get the fuck. Tr- I mean, lost. Yeah, talk about being mean to each other. Nature's a bitch, but like trees, you're not going to see a tree right. punch another tree. Maybe you will yeah, if you're tripping. Yeah. You might. Anyway, I just, I, everybody I knew always knew that if you'd taken mushrooms, this was, you, you didn't even need to be said. You take them until you, you, they don't work for you and then you can never touch them ever again. And now I feel like they're having this whole other life of like the Ari Shafirs and what have you that it's like, 
shroom fest and li- taking mushrooms uh, it, 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 into your advanced adulthood, it scares the fuck out of me. But well, any psychedelic should. These, clearly all these people know what they're talking about more than, than I do. Yeah, I think the information's evolving as we evolve. I hope you find what you're looking for. I think, I think the information is evolving as people are able to see the the results and put it into some sort of, you know, actual clinical studies yeah. and looking at it from a a perspective of healing as opposed to a perspective of tripping. I think the era of tripping out is sort of yesteryear. I think that it's evolved into, you know, people who I know and very successful people, people on all levels of success are microdosing like every single day. Yeah. And these are people who are like running multi-million dollar companies and who are a-listers and oh who it can are, be done it can yeah. be done yeah it's such a small amount that but that's an elevated approach to mm-hmm. psychedelics and there's also definitely the thing where there's guided trips where people are tripping balls but they're with somebody who knows what they're talking about who yeah. can actually help them work through trauma and shit like that and although i've never personally experienced that i've had enough experience with mushrooms to be able to wrap my head around how that could work and probably does work that's the only way i would do a full trip is in the arms of an older woman who has white hair basically moana's grandmother i know exactly what you mean yeah and it calls me fucking she turned into stingrays she turned into like a herd or flock of stingrays i don't know what you call like a group of stingrays a flock a herd a group a gaggle yeah, it's a gaggle of stingrays. Is it go. a gaggle of yeah, stingrays? But mm-hmm. that does th- that refers to geese and ducks and the, they're 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 aerial. They're not aquatic, so it makes me feel like it, it would be. Uh, let's see. I want to say it's a a group a group a school of stingray. Maybe because they are considered a fish. What is it? Wow. What do you want to know what it is? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm like squirting in anticipation. You're gonna love this. Okay, tell me. A group of stingrays is called. A fever. <gasps> a fever I've of stingrays. I've got a fever? Yeah. What? Isn't that great? Wow. Second only to a murder of crows. <laughs> that's what, I know. Yeah. A murder. A murder of crows. A fever of stingrays. Wow. I love that. That's great. How did I not know that? Stingrays Stingray need a better publicist. Fever? Yeah. Stingrays do need a better publicist. Well, they kind of lost it. The, their PR told them to lay low. When, the Steve once, Irwin thing? Yeah, once one of their friends killed Steve Right, they're Steve just Irwin. doing a lot of charity work right ah, now God. and working on an acoustic album, uh-huh. getting back to their roots. <laughs> they're out in the in the desert with Queens of the Stone Age working on their tripping out, trippy album. That's what you, do you, Are you fans of, Queen of the Stone Age? Queens of the Stone Age? I keep on meaning to give them another try. Ooh. They've always been one of those bands that I'm like, I, I get love it, Josh Home, homie. I, I, Home? I think it's, I think it's Omi. Omi, Omi. God, he is the one of the coolest lead singers ever. He's a very cool, dude. My man is like, you're obsessed with him. I'm like, I am. I send him just Queens of the Stone Age videos all the time. I just love the way the dude moves. Oh, huh. he's his his their latest music video. He's on roller skates the whole time, and I'm not talking like bl- roller blades, like dad blades that I know you do on Sundays. You probably strap up your baby in a Bjorn irresponsibly and go rollerblading on the coast. He's in double-double sets of twos. Uh-huh. Old school. And that's cool. It's so cool. He is... Uh, that's always been kind of their thing. Their music is sort of like un... Kind of unremarkable. Like, it's not like they have these, like, crazy, amazing, like... Wow. Catchy choruses. Is this our first fight? No. Just... Are you sure? The music would be very plain were it not animated by him. He he can't you say that about most bands who have a who have a, you know lead singers uh, like that? No, no, I think some bands. Incubus. 
Is that your second favorite band? Because I'm starting to zero in on where you're coming from. I panicked. A good rule of thumb is- I panicked on a band name and I just threw one out because that guy's got like some, you know, he's yeah. got lead man stuff. Oh, he's got the the dude who steals your girlfriend that yeah. you're like, seriously, you don't this see guy? through this shit? Yeah, yeah. He's that. He is that fucking is. incarnate. Yeah. But- you get You get heated. You get heated in this topic. Yeah, music makes me angry. Music ganks you angry. Yeah, I, I, I'm so. Ex- do I need to keep talking for? The yeah, I mean, of the show? Jesus, this is, this is the job description, right? <laughs> Don't you have any notes for me? We never get to anything you want to talk yeah, about. No, I do. As a matter of fact, okay. I want to talk to you about erotic fiction. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, yeah, I do. No, you don't. Why not? Isn't all er- eroticism fiction, anyways? That's deep, bro. Used to sing. Used to sing for Incubus. What is erotic fiction? What does that even mean? What do you mean? It's people when you're writing a story and then it has a scene of eroticism in it. Oh God! And like what kind of story? Like those books that you're like people's no, moms from the '90s used to read when the kids went to school. I and, don't mean it like that. Pet not, the kitty and, cat under the blanket, and I'm not talking about the family pet. No, I'm not talking about the Fabio. Uh, you know, women Danielle Steele, women bursting out of their corset. Kind yeah, of it's stuff. like a woman with like very voluptuous breasts and hard, hard nipples, and they're on a rock for some reason, and the ocean's crashing behind them. Yeah, and the they dude's were always shirtless, right next to they're the ocean. always right next to the ocean, which is a pretty skanky place to fuck when it comes oh, down to it. And water is not good for a woman's. You know, no, not salt water for her anyway. for for the juices, right? Yeah, for the vaginal juices, it's it very it counteracts the wetness. I ironically, so I know. Yeah, salt water will really burn your puss hole. I know water will dry out. Yep, go figure. Go figure. And I'm also not speaking of the, uh, like letters to penthouse erotic made up shit that I used to routinely steal from a. Newsstand in Port Authority Bus Terminal wow. in New York when wow. I was in high school. Wow, it was really specific. Yeah. I think Penthouse erotic fiction, fiction is probably the precursor to porn, no? Yeah, people were probably writing dirty stories before they could film them, yeah. And it's it's ironic, well, not maybe ironic, but it's interesting to see the evolution of how people consume eroticism. Because if you read it before, mm-hmm. I would imagine it doesn't have the detriment to your psychological your sexual development as porn does today well because you're still reading and fiction is really good for your brain yeah yeah that's probably not what they said when the printing press became widespread and all of a sudden these people are just reading whatever they want we can't even control what's in the books it's driving them all crazy that's true yeah i guarantee you funny yeah the powers that be are always concerned about so many of the paranoias and preoccupations that we have about the Internet age, the social media age, are the exact same ones that the world had about pamphlets. Yeah. When it became easy to print things, now there's two sides to that. On the one They're hand- like, that homing pigeon's making it too easy to, for us to connect. We're becoming less con- connected. We're disconnected. Tired of all these trolls. <laughs> sending- There's literal trolls. Nonsense pigeons Literally to each trolls. other. Yeah, there's right. trolls under the bridge like, oh my God, you're so fat. Like, right. God, so stop trolling me, bitch. So like- uh, we, the world obviously did survive the advent of the printing press, and indeed, eventually, we love printing so much that we fund public libraries so people can get books all the time. There was That was not an issue. On the other hand, shortly after the advent of the printing press was the Dark Ages. So it does seem that when people have a new way of communicating real easily with one another, things get worse before they get better. Yeah. And that might be where we are now. 
Well, I think it just goes back to us not working on ourselves. We're always looking for external things to fix our internal things. Yeah. It's deep, man. <laughs> I wish I could think of one You're... incubus song to sing right now. <laughs> Whatever tomorrow brings, open I'll arms, be there. With open arms and no, open buttholes. I'm inspired by everything. I'm inspired by my band, but I'm not inspired by the ocean. What I'm is inspired, that? I'm inspired by sunsets. Oh, God. The beach. I, you know who was probably like that? Jim I, I Morrison. Write, I write poetry too. I know. I Jim, bet you Jim Morrison was such a douche. Jim Morrison was probably such a douche. The biggest ass clown who ever lived. Can you and, imagine going to his house parties? Dude's never got a shirt on. He smells like some girl's snail trail from the night before. Who comes in, he goes over and puts his arm around them and he let kisses him on the lips. To, yeah, kisses everyone on the lips. Right. I saw the drummer of the door sitting in that chair right there just a couple of days ago, John Densmore, and he seemed like you can just sort of read people from a distance. He seemed like a good hearted soul. And I, I was going to have him on the show and hopefully I will soon because I've always wanted to talk to the other doors. Yeah, the the actual doors. Right. Because <laughs> it was Jim Morrison. Because they're actually like a pretty fun little band. Yeah. When you strip away. I mean, they were the ones doing all the jamming. He just was gyrating with, just without a shirt king. on. Yeah, just, they were the ones that were like, "Jesus Christ, Jim, this song is fifteen minutes long, bro." Right. Put on a shirt and let's go get a taco. Can we fucking finish? Do do do. How many more times Holy are we do this? Shit. Oh my god, honestly, I get. I'm probably pissing people off, but the Doors is not my jam. Oh, I like the it's doors. not my door jam. I like the Doors because you and and maybe I would like Incubus if I was like. 50 years younger than I am yeah. because like they're just it's a joke to me his whole like I, I like bands. what's his name the lead singer of Incubus Brand, Brandon Brandon I, Brandon I want to say Flowers that's the Brandon, killer's guy Moreno Brandon Muse huh <laughs> what were you gonna say I just like bands that have like a, a gimmick yeah like when you just have like a cute you have a cute song and you have like a gimmick so is, does like, like Incubus the, have a gimmick? Like the Ramones. No, I don't like Incubus. They're terrible. The <laughs> Brandon Boyd. There you go. They're from Calabasas, California. Oh, my God. Are they oh, really? Yeah. Calabasas. <laughs> that just made them so much worse. Okay. Can I show you this photo? You're going to hate the photo. You're going to hate. The, that's him right there, leaning, goofy. With the, oh, he was constantly oh, just just cool. Oh, no, hold on, I put, uh, my, I put my head down on you. Oh my god! And he's pr- maybe I'm thinking about maybe closing my mouth later. <laughs> from now, I'll probably just hang up. <laughs> douches, does such the douches. He's like Johnny Depp without any of the swagger. Ah, oh, Johnny Depp was probably you know annoying one to hang out with too. I'm sure he's he's been through some shit. That guy. I'm sure he's best in small doses. Supposedly, do you think he answers a door in his Pirates of the Caribbean outfit? Like you just come, you're like, bro, I'm just here for. Did you ever see the? Thought uh, we were just gonna hang out by the pool, and the, he's like, hello. The Onion article about how Johnny Depp is now just turned into all scarves. <laughs> he was in just like a lot of eye makeup. He had this band, but it's a. T- but I love that he. I love that he pulled it off. Like he fully just decided to turn into a pirate, Keith Richards, in front of. Yeah. All of us. It's a tough. It's a, and we all just went along with it because we like him so much. Well, it's a tough industry. I think fame is weird. He's been famous for a fucking long time. Here it is, Johnny Depp, now completely made of scarves and <laughs> sounds bracelets. Like, sounds like an onion. It is. Is it onion? Yeah, completely made of scarves <laughs> and bracelets. We have a picture of just scarves and bracelets and a hat on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> uh, 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 
funny. Isn't it great? It is. It's great. Yeah, no, and the onion nails it. They've really. I think you know when you're a majority of your life has been in the spotlight, you're due for a couple weird, air. You know, a couple weird years and some questionable choices. And that's a thing about like celebrity and people demonizing celebrities when shit goes down. Everyone at that point is throwing rocks at glass houses. Because everyone goes through shit. They just, celebrities do it in public, unfortunately. And, you know, there are dudes out there who aren't paying their child support. And there are women who are, you know, going through divorces and taking men for, for everything they've got just because they're being spiteful. Like, people are doing shitty shit to each other on a regular civilian basis daily. They just don't have that publicized i think that there are certain people who are like just put on this earth to live on a higher level than the rest of us who really thrive on being the center of attention and having just the the words that come out of their mouth matter more than the average like who, who's an example who do you think of like in our in our culture sylvester like kim stallone. kardashian sylvester stallone sylvester stallone. yeah what are you you said what? Kim Kardashian and you're going to scoff at Sylvester no, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone's been a successful movie maker and writer and Oscar winner for like 40 years. Wait, I thought you meant like somebody, like he, it was a bad thing. Like, No, I'm saying. Because I consider him like a, a, you know, a pretty decent person. Yeah, I think he just, he would be, if it was a world before celebrity, yeah. you know, before like mass media and stuff right. like that, like he might be a little bored. He might have gone through his days feeling uh. like... Ordinary life was kind of too easy for me. Yeah, like I, some people are built for the limelight, is taken, what you're saying. I could have taken on way bigger challenges. Right. It looks painful for him to talk. He's... <laughs> that's been going on for a while, it, but It seems have like it's getting worse. Ja- have you seen Jackie Stallone? Who's that? His mother, who is still alive. Oh, God, I gotta Google her. Why, does she talk? You're does he get his voice from, from her? I'm never... <laughs> Look, we have to be careful. We are talking about Stephen... What's his name? Brandon Boyd. Sylvester Stallone's mom now. Okay, we've got to be careful because I feel like that dude would murder us. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah. She's a lovely woman. She is. She looks like she would kick your fucking ass. Yeah, she looks like a tough cookie, doesn't she? I think she was doing like a, psych- a psychic friends thing on TV not that long ago. Yeah, man. Her face. Sylvester's, and I mean this- Sylvester's looking pretty good now, isn't he? I, as a compliment. Her face to me now looks like what it would look like to me if I were completely tripped out on mushrooms. Like her regular face looks like a mushroom face to me. Right. What like what I would imagine. And I mean that as a compliment. Cuz it's it's a hard her. life, especially as a woman. We got to keep all our shit intact. So my point is there's a small number of people who I think are equipped to like operate on the world stage. Oh, it's so sensual. Can take a little me time and enjoy that. And then I think there are other people for whom celebrity is clearly overwhelming. And I just know that, like... Like your Britney Murphys and stuff. Yeah, like it's hard to have a successful relationship. Britney as, Spears. It's as, just Britney's. It's especially hard for Britney's. Fuck, it's hard for Britney's, man. Is there a Britney who is equipped to handle life? No. Britney Snow? Who's the best Britney? Britney Snow. Who's that? She's a, she's an actress. She was in... um. Uh, what was that movie with uh, Anna Kendrick? The cute movie that um... everything Anna Kendrick is cute. <laughs> she's, she's adorable. She's fucking adorable. <laughs> she is adorable. The the that movie that her. um, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks uh produced the singing movie. Wasn't she in that? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Brittany Snow is is delightful. She's a delightful actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guiding Light. Oh, she's... Let's see right. what else she looks like. A real 
cute, cute girl. Was she in? Oh, maybe she wasn't even. Oh, yeah, she wasn't pitch perfect. Okay. My point is this. If it's hard enough to have a successful relationship to pick but one facet of life, anybody who's ever had a relationship knows that. Now, imagine if constantly you went through your day and you had prearranged convoluted conversations with strangers, i.e. interviewers, who asked you about your relationship all the time and then you constantly had to say stuff and you're just talking maybe some days you're a little tired and the words aren't coming you say something that's like not phrased exactly the way that you would want to say it like john stamos when he was really high in that australian morning show and he was like jet lagged and he everyone was like oh he's got he's a day drinker and he just was exhausted right but even without john stamos's rampant alcoholism which you're in denial about (laughs) i'm just saying it's john it's hard enough to have a relationship without people a bunch of strangers giving a shit about your relationship and sending you tweets about your relationship. And yeah. Stuff. I don't know how anybody does it. I That's think that, weird. I feel like my marriage is very solid. Oh, I well. don't know what would. I sent out Ooh. a bunch of tweets just now about your marriage <laughs> on the rocks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is bad timing. And that's what I'll be dealing with Yeah, tonight. you're going to have to deal with that. And I don't need this shit. Yeah, how does, like, how does John Legend and... Um, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, their relationship is so much in the public eye she's funny she's got a really good sense of humor when it comes to trolls and stuff on the internet she's really funny with it yeah and she's like a regular down-to-earth chick well this is the public persona that we know of her no how many celebrities are oh wait well i I know her personally i see i looked right into her vulva urethra and i whistled the star-spangled banner once twice that's Three not the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, is this, I just is assume this my over. This song this follows song? you around <laughs> for all of your genital-based visits. What is my vibe? We need the fans to say what my vibe is. What's my vibe? We need like a com. What, what do you guys consider me as on this? Did we just kick off the narcissist corner? <laughs> That needs to be a segment. The narcissist corner? Yes. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that Oh, it does. I love that. That's Everyone has an element of narcissism. We have to. We're in this culture. Every single, even like little babies are narcissists. Like where your daughter well, smiles and you take photos of her, a little narcissist. Yeah, I've thought about that. There's more photographic evidence that my daughter existed than there is that John Lennon existed. Yeah. Who? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. That guy? Did John Lennon ever look cute in a little fucking panda outfit? Did John... you put her in a panda costume? Uh, I feel like you did. She was in some kind of. Or is that racial appropriation? She was in a. Yeah, that's the wrong race you're appropriating. You're being. Yeah, that's Chinese. Being incorrectly racist. Well, what, what animal's popular in Japan? Was... Hello Kitty. A, a, a penguin. Hello, Hello Kitty is the native. That's species. not a real. <laughs> they are. They're incredibly in Those monkeys. No, it's those monkeys. Uh, most popular <laughs> Japanese <laughs> creatures. Gonna be Hello Kitty. Oh my Hello Kitty. Yeah. Hello Kitty lives in the same forest as the wild Yoshis. I'm gonna say dolphins and then I'm gonna say those um those monkeys up in the hills. Mm. Uh Japanese McKay. Shiba Inu. Giant that's salamander. A, Shiba Inu, that's just a dog thing. It is a do- Japanese raccoon dog. I am right here. Mm-hmm. Dolphins not even on the list. No, because dolphins live in the ocean, not in countries. Well, you know, they <laughs> might. Well, they get up there when people eat them. They get chopped up and people eat them. Japanese saro and the wild boar. Wow, they got a lot of animals. There was there. a wild boar loose in a, in a city the other day. There was in a J- Japanese city. God, that must have been terrifying. The guy who came. Face They're tusk aggressive. With yeah, they are. They will tusk the fuck out of your taint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever get a tusk in your taint? Boars will fuck you up. No, I haven't. Lucky. Erotic fiction. 
Oh my God. Are you serious? Do we not even get into it? No. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes in uh, the course of writing a novel, you want to have like a scene that's so it's not like a, a sexy, it's not a dirty book. It's a straightforward book, but it's got a sexy scene. Okay. And it's, you know, like dirty talk is, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's an art. It certainly is. As we, as a woman, I can attest to that. What's the worst thing you've heard? It's not even the worst. It's just like the f- sexting is a art form. Yeah. And it, and people think sexting. Might surprise you to find out I'm not very good at it. I'm not surprised at all. Mm. I don't even know if you're good at the sex at all either. I'm surprised you, you've procreated, honestly. Solid. Cool. <laughs> but this, herein yeah. lies the charm of our relationship. Right. You know? Is that you are sex incarnate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think sexting is an important tool to use in a relationship. And guys, women like descriptive sex just as much as we like blunt ones. You mm-hmm. just got to know when to press the gas and when to press the, the not gas. The, what's the other pedal? The one that makes it not go. The pause break. The break. The pause pedal. Mm. Which also known as the break. Yes. But as a woman, I can say. Yeah, I pause at all intersections. <laughs> I feel like that was attempted something sexual. Is this, <laughs> is this a line from your erotic novel? It starts with, I pause at all intersections. Oh, yeah. So people put together lists of oh, the worst erotic passages in fiction. These are almost uniformly written by men. Okay. Um, she said nothing. Then her lovely mouth otherwise engaged until he came. All over her face. Whoa. This is John Updike. Whoa. This guy wrote The World According to Garp. Wait. He, yeah. Okay, is that the beginning of the paragraph? This is the fir- This is the beginning of uh, the book. Okay, start <laughs> over. Because it's so, a dude wrote she this, said nothing. right? Yeah, John Updike. Of course. Okay. But he's like a legendary writer. Yeah, okay. This is- Let's ask his wife. In the, so there's, he wrote The Witches of Eastwick. And okay. this is the sequel, The Widows of Eastwick. Okay. She said nothing then. Her lovely mouth otherwise engaged until he came all over her face. She had gagged and moved him outside her lips, rubbing his spurting glands Ugh. across her cheeks They're at and Coachella this cheering. year. Spurting glands, favorite band. He had wanted to cry out, sitting up as if jolted by electricity as the spurts, the deep throbs, rooted in his asshole. What? Continued, but he didn't know what name to call her. Mrs. Mrs. Rougemont was the name he had always known her by. God, she was antique, but here they were. Her face gleamed with his jism in the spotty no! light of the motel room. No! Tully! Uh-huh. No! She laid her head on the pillow and seemed to want to be kissed. Well, why not? It was his jism. What? Having got rid of it, there was an aftermath of sorrow in which he needed to be alone. There's a a foremath of sorrow right now. But there was no getting rid of her. Call me Suki, she said, having read his mind. I sucked your cock. So did he imagine her to be somebody else and she just was some girl? No, her name is Suki Rochemont. I'm so conflicted. Mm -hmm. It feels like... Jism's a hard word to use to thread that needle. But also spurting glands. Yeah. Their sophomore album is fantastic. <laughs> you really should check it out. Yeah, they were yeah. on Sub Pop, right? Oh, God, they're so good. Yeah. Anyways, it feels like it's written for men. Mm, it doesn't yeah. It doesn't do anything for me, but then again, I'm a unique creature. No, I don't think you are in this regard. I, don't, I think most women would be repulsed by this. Is this printed in Braille? 
Are blind people reading this? I'm sure they can. You ever or think about that? The, they can, they probably, blind people probably do audiobooks more than Braille now. Is Braille yeah, probably it's probably like Braille's probably like, you know, dying out. It's probably like, you know, us yeah. and, and actually a, writing. People thought they'd have a solid career in Braille. And I wonder what somebody who's been congenitally, who was congenitally blind, what they imagine in their minds to turn them on because they've never had a visual um, comparison. Right. Well, you just work with what you got, right? Theoretically, there's a whole other sense that we could have that we don't have. And some creature that had that sense would be like, oh, how could you even, how could you ever jerk off? sonar? I don't know, whatever the hell it might be. Sexual sonar? Whatever it might be that, like, we don't have, and we're getting along just fine without it because we don't know what we're missing. Yeah, I think they so get however, along with it. So, however, it. I think they're probably jerking off to ASMR videos. You they think so? Just, they just crinkle Sounds. up CVS receipts. Oh, and... God, where did I put them? Hold on. For all those deaf people out there. So... They love that. It's so good. <laughs> it's like, Why are it's you like reading me erotic fiction? I don't know. Can this be a new segment that yeah, we do? Yeah, I've been trying to do it for like three months. Her mouth. Oh, are we going to do more? Her mouth lathered. Oh, Jesus. Wait, his Christ. mouth lathered with her sap. Her sap? He turned around. That sounds and, really messy. I'm already like reaching for a Clorox wipe. He turned around and embraced her face with all the passion of his own lips and faced, ready at last to grind into her with the hound. No. You know what? To, I'm, I'm getting my keys and I'm leaving. To drive it into her piety. No, no. Mm-hmm. Now I got to Google a word. Which one? Piety or don't, hand? Don't. <laughs> Piety you don't or wanna, you don't want You don't want to know what he means by sap. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't. Righteousness by virtue of being pious. Okay, yeah. I know that word pious. Yeah, piety is the noun of. It's just the, oh, God, hound. Mm-hmm. No. Did you ever date anybody who nicknamed their dick? Uh, but I do. You know what I appreciate there, the the description of the dick being the hound and the puss being the virtuous and in godlike. Oh, I see. You know, so like unleash the dogs into the church it, of her. Yeah, yeah, like he's 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 um regarding women in a in a religious sense, like we're higher beings. So, so like I'm that. down. I'm down. Okay, I'll read the rest one? of the book. God. He. What is that from? Oh, Norman Mailer. That guy's like considered a genius. Okay. Um, how about J.K. Rowling? I mean, I don't know if I want to know how uh, fucking Harry Potter's getting down. Well, this is from her adult novel, The Casual Vacancy. That's also what I call my butthole. <laughs> he retained a memory <laughs> of her bare pink vulva. See? Mm-hmm. Vulva. Right. Now, this is lady eroticism. It was as though Father Christmas had popped up in their midst. He forced his way in inside her in their midst. Oh, I was in their midst. Is that like, did she just say her dad went and touched her puss? He forced his way in. Father Christmas. Oh, well, I don't. So Santa Claus fucked yeah, her? Yeah. It's way better than your dad. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hot. He, he, Santa Claus, really? I mean. Come on. It's kind of like a stepdad. Can't be. Category. No. No? Mm-mm. Why not too much, fa- like too much fabric? He'd smell like cookies, and he probably had some snacks. He's got gifts. I mean, that's a, that's a good boyfriend. If I told you he, that I found food, if I told you that I found Mrs. Claus sexually appealing, I wouldn't be surprised. Why? I Why? Mean, who would be into that? Let's not psychoanalyze you right now. She really is. She's like a walking, talking baked good. 
hello. Right. I'm like, I'm into it. That's for nibbling, not for sexing. <laughs> well, nibbles can lead to sex. He forced his way inside her, determined to accomplish what he had come for. Crystal moaned a little. What? He, fo- he raped her? No. She- he forced himself on her. He forced his way inside her. She obviously was okay with it. Was she? Well, you can force your... Why? Because of what she was wearing? You can... <laughs> You can get consent and still need to maneuver yourself inside. I assume that's what J.K. Rowling is getting at here. Okay. Crystal moaned a little, her head thrown back. Her nose became broad and snout-like. What? Does yeah. she tr- is, she, is she a shapeshifter? Yes, yeah. Is she turning into... She's a boar lady. A succubus? That's what the you twist... You know, a succubus that's is what a female the... demon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've known a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that whole, laugh was so stupid. This whole show was stupid. Oh my god, erotic fiction has to be our new segment. All right, I'm well, all for it. Any more where that came? Are you going to read me more? Sure. Let's once read we're the rest. We'll just sit around here. Oh my god, I need to hear more. Oh god, it's so good. Uh, where are you, where are you, Queefy May? Where are you, Jesse May? Um, I'm in Boston, February 6th through the 8th. I'm gonna be. Oh, come see me in Nashville. Um, wait, no, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina for Valentine's Day. Funkatorium, two shows. Come see your girl, jessiemay.com, Sharp Tongue Podcast. Nothing says funky like the people's champ. Squirt, spuge demon, what did he say? Squirt gland. Squirt glands. Oh, God. I'm not going to sleep with that one now. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.